Happy Sabbath, everyone. All right, shall we just reverently kneel for prayer? Amen. All right. Now, the song says, what if your blessings comes through raindrops? What if your, what do you say? What if your healing comes through tears? Now, um, Romari just went over some things, and we ended with Kennard asking a question, right? How, it's, how do we prove that Cestius, uh, in this time, at the end of the world, how do we show the taking of the candlestick, the showbread, and the uh, the law of God, and the answer was at the Sunday law. Everybody remember that, right? Because the Sunday law is a law. Amen. It's a law put forth by the government, and I want I just want to say that that is the blessing that comes through tears. Everyone's following. That's the 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 the, the raindrops because at the Sunday law, LMI says we received the Holy Ghost and went to proclaim the Sabbath more fully, right? That is where, um, where the Lord is going to give us hard times, but it's a blessing in disguise. Amen? Because he says, when you see these things, know that redemption draweth, redemption draweth nigh. Amen? So trouble is only a sign that the Lord is about to do something in our character for us. Right? In, in, in our day-to-day -day activities. When we have trouble, the Lord is trying to come into our lives. Right? Because that's what trouble says. Redemption is, redemption is nice. So the Lord is showing us a lot of things about the Sunday law. And Romario went over this morning showing this standing in the holy place. And he says, when you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, whoso readeth the book of what? Daniel. Daniel, let him understand. Christ is very specific here, right? Right? The book of Daniel, right? And then he says, then let them which are in Judea flee. Amen? So, what we are learning to do right now is to flee. Right? Because as we understand the book of Daniel, we are able now to flee to the refuge. Amen? So, the title of the notes, The Threefold Union. Right? And um, the threefold union is, 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 is there at the Sunday law. Right? And this is, this is what we're going to come to. The Sunday law, when there should be a Mordecai in the gate. So, we have to train up so that we can become Mordecai's in the gate. What is the threefold union? Dragon, beast, and? Where is that found in the scriptures? Yes, in the Revelation. Amen. Right? The only reason I ask that question is because of the confidence of which the answer came, dragon, beast, and false prophet. Right? I just want to stretch it a little further to see how, um, how well we know it. But in Revelation 16 and verse 13, the Bible says, 
And I saw three unclean spirits like frog come out of the mouth of the dragon and out of the mouth of the beast and out of the mouth of the false prophet. And from those pictures that I have here on this page, it is not something new because this is taken from the 1840, uh, which, which chart? The 1843 chart. 1850 chart, right? I took some, so we know that this is nothing new. Amen? Apollonists taught this, right? They may not have said dragon, but they taught this, right? And you see here, the picture is here, dragon, beast, false prophet. Let's continue on. It says, ah, come on. Sorry, guys. I press it too much. Sheesh. Sorry, guys. I had to go back there a little bit. So, while we wait, who's the dragon? Who's the dragon? It says dragon, beast, false prophet. Who's the dragon? The dragon is Satan. The beast? Who's the beast? Speak up. Speak up. People what? Right. People Rome. And the false prophet? All right. Yes, you could say the United States, but you have to be able to differentiate what part of the United States fulfill the role of the false prophet, right? Because uh, there is a church aspect and there is a state aspect. And the church aspect is dealing with apostate Protestantism. They are the ones who's going to go forward and try to curse God's people. Yes, it's paganism. Yes. I'm just waiting on my slide to come up. I don't know. I don't know why it's taking so long. No, it, it's, um, I started here, but I don't know why it's taking so long. All right, so the quote, I don't, I don't have the quote, but the quote says that um, the dragon is primarily whom? Pagan. But in a secondary sense is whom? Pagan. Pagan Rome, right? So the dragon, beast, and false prophets is all about what? Cannot just make mention of it. Religion. religion. Okay, so it's this conglomerate of religions that will come against God's people. Amen. And Catholics, all those that are not Protestants and spiritualists, Protestants, all those that are not Catholics and spiritualists, there's only three different forms of religion on planet Earth. Amen. That exists until Christ comes. Amen. I know you all can't see it right now, but um, the quote there is from GC uh, 343, paragraph 2. It's a well-known quote. We should all know this quote. All right? I shouldn't even have to read it. We should be able to recite it. I'll start it, and let me hear what you guys have to say. The work of God in the earth presents from a what? In every great reformation or what? Religious movement, right? The principles of God's dealing with men are 
ever the same. The important movements of the present have their parallel in those of the past and the experience of the what? Of the church in former ages has what? Lessons of great value for our own time. So, um, from age to age, we should understand uh, two things. We should understand the movements, right, in the past, which is prophecy. But we should also take from them what? The lessons. Amen? Amen. Now, if you, if you want to follow me, the notes are also in the chart, okay? So don't, um, the, the, the notes in the chat. The notes are in there too, not just the um, PowerPoint. So it says we must understand prophecy and lessons. All right? So this is, and it begins by saying it's the work of whom? The work of God. Amen? But there is a counterfeit. Right? And the counterfeit is Satan. And he says, I will be like the... So let us read this quote with the counterfeit in mind. Everyone's following? Right? The work of whom? Satan in the earth presents from age to age a striking similarity in every great reformation or religious movement. The principles of whom? Satan. Satan's dealing with men are ever the same. The important movements of the present have their parallel in those of the past and the experience of the church in former ages has great lessons of value for our own time. No truth. It says no truth is more clearly taught in the Bible that what? That whom? Who are we talking about here? That Satan by his what spirit? Romario just read the quote, right? By his unholy spirit, especially direct what? His servants in the great movements for the carrying forward of the work of what? Destruction, right? So we didn't read that quote for on, on the side of, of the Lord, but we understand that no truth is more clearly presented than God by his Holy Spirit, right? This is what he's saying, right? Directs his servants. Directs whom? His servants. It says, in the great movement to carry forward the work of salvation. Men are instruments in the hand of whom? God and Satan. Right? This is the point I'm making with this quote. Right? Employed by him to accomplish his purposes of grace and? That's God's side. But what does Satan want to accomplish? Death and? Death and destruction. Amen? Each has a part to act. To each is granted a measure of what? Is that true for Satan? Yes, Romario read the quote. He stood by the, by the altar and he, he breathed upon them what? Light and power. So Satan gives his people light. Amen? That's what it says. Adapted to what? To the necessities of the time. This is key. We'll see that as we go along. And it says, to each is, sorry, and sufficient to enable him to perform the work which God has given him to do. But no man, however, honored of Satan's kingdom, has ever attained to the full understanding of the great plan of destruction. Right? 
none of them understand where this is leading. It says, or even to a perfect appreciation of the unholy purpose in the work of his own time. Men do not fully understand what Satan would accomplish by the work which he gives them to do. They do not comprehend in all its bearings the message which they utter in his name. One of the reasons we can't understand it is because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Satan is not dealing in the realm of flesh, right? And so this is also why we can't understand God's word. I mean, uh, sorry, God's full purpose. Because he also is not dealing with this limitation that is upon us. Amen? Go ahead, Kenar. Oh, amen. Amen. So, we're going to look at dragon, the beast, and the false prophet, right? No, I don't have that quote in here. But the dragon is primarily whom? Satan, but in a secondary sense? All right. So, I need some space. The dragon, beast, False prophet. The dragon is pagan Rome or paganism, right? Because Rome is not pagan without paganism. Everyone understand that? Yeah. It's just Rome without paganism. So it's paganism, Catholicism, or spiritualism, yes. Catholicism, and apostate. Protestantism. Now, new light is not independent of the old. And she says, um, the, the dealings, both, both the dealings of Satan with the church and God with the church has lessons for us. Amen? So let's take one, let's look for one of those lessons. And I'm not going to try to go too quick. I really try to make, I'll, I'll try to make sure that we can all understand what I'm saying. All right? So if I don't finish here, it doesn't matter. But I want us to understand at least the things that come out of my mouth. Amen? Yeah. All right. So, in um, GCDB, March 7th, 1899, A.T. Jones says, All that I talked of yesterday morning was of whom? Rome. But I could see all the way that you were seeing something, not, you, were, you were seeing not something else different, but something else what? Right. Ever the same. Amen? And wanted, me, wanted to turn me off to that. What was it that you saw? Voices? The United States. How could you see that? When I was talking on the book of Daniel and about Rome. Voices? Because it is a what? Perfect parallel. Right? This is what the quote says. Amen? Lessons and parallels. Amen? So pagan Rome is a parallel for whom? These United States. Amen? All right. So it says, now I want you to look at both Rome and the United States. You did not see nothing that is not there. But I want you to see that it is not merely incidental. I want you to see that it is intended that in that you, you shall see the United States. I want you to see that this is why that passage was written in the 8th of Daniel. 
that it was not written to show up Rome, but to show up the United States. It is true. It was written to show up the United States through Rome. It was not written for Rome's sake, not for the people in the days, not for the people in the days of Rome. So when we come down to the end of the world and we see dragon, beast, and false prophets, who is it really teaching us about? The last power to wage war on this, on this earth is whom? These United States, right? All right, so just follow me along. Daniel 8, 9, it says, And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed, waxed exceeding great towards the south, towards the east, and towards the pleasant land. So um, this is speaking about pagan Rome. Amen? And pagan Rome waxed towards the south. It needs three things to become what? The ruler of the world. Therefore, when you come to the end of the world, and America begins its journey to try to take over the world, what does it need? It also needs three things. Right? It needs two political powers, a north and a south, and it needs a religion. Everyone's following? It needs to conquer the opposing political forces, and it also needs to conquer the religion. This is what the east and the south teaches, because the east is the north. Amen? And the battle was between whom? The north and the, and the south. And the, the pleasant land represents the religion of, 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 of the land. Everyone's following? Is, 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 is that understood? All right. So I'm just taking what happened back then and showing these lessons that we must understand here for the end of the world. Amen? So the battle between the North and the South in these United States, Democrat and Republican, must come to an end. Amen? In order for the dragon to speak, that battle must come to an end. Right? I'm talking about the literal battle between the Democrats and the Republicans, not now the spiritual battle that is always waging between the North and the South. But these men all have to give their allegiance, or all have to place their allegiance behind that law when it comes. Everyone's following? All right. But also, like Romario taught, who must open the gate? The religion. Right? The religion also must open the gate. Right? Everyone's following. All right. Let's go to Daniel 11, verses 15 to 16. It says, So the king of the north shall come and cast up a mount, and take the most fenced cities, and arms of the salt shall not withstand, neither his chosen people, neither shall there be any strength to withstand. But he that cometh against him shall do according to his will, and none shall stand before him, but he shall stand where? In the glorious land, and by his hand, which by his hand shall be consumed. This is the taking of Syria and uh, Jerusalem. Amen? All right, Romario, touch on that. See, Rome, um, next bowl, Rome was conquered in B.C. 65. Not sorry, Rome conquered Syria, BC 65, and Jew and the Jews two years later. Alright? On to the next quote. Daniel 11, 28, 25 to 28 shows the conquering of Egypt. Right? We went over all that. The battle between Pompey, not Pompey, um, Anthony and um, and Octavian. Right? Right? This is when Egypt was conquered. Amen? Alright. And once that happened. What is the position of Rome? Rome is the ruler of the world, right? Now, I, I don't know how to explain it, but before America could have this dominance over itself, 
a war like this has to play out within the United States. You follow what I'm saying? The United States is only a microcosm of what? Of the whole world. There is a war like that that has to play out right here in the United States before the United States come to the place where it rules the world, quote unquote. You follow? Only when it rules the world can it make these laws. Everyone's following? Rome could not rule, couldn't make these laws until it conquered these three things. All right? And then the dragon gives his what? Power to whom? To the beast. America can give a power that it doesn't have. Everyone's following? All right. I, I hope so. Take it a city. Mm -hmm. by, by making, making this law here to go in, in this one one mind so that then it can go and take for the whole the whole world. Amen. Remember, keep in mind, pagan Rome is only to teach you about the United States, amen? Yeah. Which is only in turn teaching you about more than Rome. Okay. Right? Which is the final union, right? Um, before Christ come. Amen. So I'm just you I'm just going through pagan Rome, but going through America. To show how we're coming up to this last threefold union. Everyone's following? All right. Um, next quote. Oh, I do have it, right? Um, it says, GC 438.2 says, The line of prophecy which your symbols are found is in Revelation 12, and it says, The dragon is said to be Satan, but pagan Rome. I do have it in there. Okay. Revelation 13. Um, the dragon gave its power to the, to, to, to the, to the beast, right? power, seat, and, and authority. So the, the dragon needs three things to come into the power, but the beast also needs three things to come into power. Amen? Therefore, Protestant America would also need what? Three things to come, to come, into, uh, uh, to come into power, right? This apostate form of America. So continuing on, the Declaration of Independence. Now, this is the thing they must overcome in order to come into power, right? It says, the, in that grand old document which our forefathers set forth as their Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, they declared, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created what? Equal. That they are endowed by their creator with what? Certain unalienable rights. Among these are what? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But there's another quote where she says, life, liberty, and property. I really do prefer that one. Right? Because what is, that's what Christ gives to his people. Life, he gave life to Adam. Liberty, he gave him dominion over all things. And then he gave, uh, well, liberty, the, the, the choice, the power of choice, to name the animals. And then he gave him land. The whole earth was his. Those are the three things God gives, right? So the pursuit of happiness, I don't... I think they go together. They do. Amen. Happy are ye that? Yeah. That do them, happy right? Okay, well, praise God. So life, liberty, and property are the pursuit of? Those are the three things I do believe they have to overcome in order 
to overturn the Constitution. You follow? They have to take your life, they have to take your liberty, and they have to take your property. Everyone's following? All right, let's continue. It says, and the Constitution guarantees in the most explicit terms the inviolability of conscience. No religious test shall ever be required as a qualification of in, to any office of public trust under the United States. Congress shall make no laws respecting the establishment of a religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. The framers of the Constitution recognize the what kind of principle? Eternal principle that man's relation with his God is above human legislation and his rights of conscience is what? Unalienable, right? I think I shared the meaning of unalienable um, last night. But unalienable is the same as immovable, right? Uh, um, an alien is one who is in a foreign place, right? If something is unalienable, it means they can't move you from the place where you are. You are not foreign. You're right where you need to be. Everyone's following? Yeah. Right. The, the correct thing for us to do is to follow God according to the dictates of our conscience. In that, you're right where you need to be. Amen? Yeah. You're right as how God made Adam and Eve. Right? Adam had the ability to follow his, the dictates of his conscience. Right? So, it says, it is in this consciousness which, in defiance of human laws, has sustained so many martyrs in torches and flames. They felt that their duty to God was superior to human enactments and that man could, ex could exercise no authority over their consciences. It is a what kind of principle? Inborn. It is an inborn principle which what? Nothing can eradicate. Right? Reading that, you know already that those who are fighting against the Constitution are fighting a losing battle. Amen? Everybody, everybody awake? Yes. They're actually fighting Yeah, you you're taking away your own right. Yeah. Right? To to of conscience. So this is what the Lord put in place to protect us from the threefold union. That's my, that's the point that I'm making. The Lord gave us life, liberty, and the and property or the pursuit of happiness. And in order for men to possess us, they must take our Life, our liberty, and property. Now, life, how, does, how, do, how did we get life? By the breath, right? Now, I don't have it in this study, but I did a, uh, uh, the Lord showed. The breath, I'm just, the breath is the secret of God, right? So they got to take away the secret that, 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 that God gave you, right? They have to take away your ability to, to or your liberty, which is, which is your choice to either keep the secret or divulge the secret. Amen? And if we do, if we, if we do those things right, then God is going to give us what at the end of the world? A land. Property. Amen? Because it's not until the martyrs gave up their life, right, is when they came to 798 and the Lord gave them what? A land. A property. Right? Go ahead, Val. Wow. Um, Sister White, I have a quote. She says, prayer is the breath of the soul. It is the secret of spiritual power. So prayer, uh, uh, the breath is a secret. Right? But that, that's, that's something I would have to explain way more. 
right? Um, the secret things belong unto the Lord, but the things that He what? Reveal unto us. Every time we learn, God is breathing into us, right? This is Him revealing His secrets to us. So it, it's, it's, it's along those lines. Um, I'll, I'll be able to do it another time. Go ahead, Rashad. It wasn't until um, Delilah received the secret of his power Amen. that Samson's Phil. life was then taken. Amen. And then after Samson's life was then taken, ah, that's Israel nice. was then taken. That's and, nice. And the Philistines were able to take the land. Amen. So it was, that's nice. the, the secret is in your, your covering. The yes. secret is in your protection. Amen. Why is it that the, that the papacy has not yet entered into the United States? Amen. Why is it that Advent, man, Adventists have not yet allied themselves with Sunday, right? They're still holding on to what God gave them on October 22nd, right? Go ahead, Val. Yes, when you die. Mm -hmm. To the Lord, yes. Amen, praise God. So, um... This, this, this constitution, the, declara the Declaration of Independence, is, it gives us independence from the, the oppressor. The constitution protects your ability to, to, to function within that independence. You follow? So taking away the constitution is the same as taking away the Declaration of Independence, right? So if you, if you, if you give up your conscience, right, then you can't be independent. And that's what Kunal was saying. They're fighting against themselves. Once they give up their conscience, they themselves are no longer independent. They're now ruled and controlled by Satan. Case in point, Judas. Right? Once he gave up that, the Bible says Satan entered uh, into him. So, continuing on. We read that quote already in GC, but I want to pull out a point in here. It says, but the chief agent of Satan in what? Making what? War upon Christ and his people when? During the first centuries of the Christian era was whom? Was the Roman Empire in which paganism was the prevailing what? Religion. Religion. I know we talked about all these things already, right? The chief agent during what time? During the first centuries. Remember, the very, not the very first, yes, the very first quote we read, it says plainly here that, where is it? Where is it? Each has his path to art. To each is granted a measure of light adapted to the necessities of that time. Right? So when you come down to what we just read, Christ makes it a point to show us that the chief agent in that time was whom? Paganism. Right? So in every age, what is Satan going to have? A chief agent. Right? So when you come down to the United States, we have to identify what? We have to identify this chief agent, right? So, remember, if paganism typifies the United States at the end of the world, amen? Pagan Rome, sorry, typifies the United States at the end of the world, all right? Next quote. It says, the dragon had given the beast his power, his seat, and great authority. So, from pagan Rome, all the authority that pagan Rome had was given to the beast, Amen? Then it says, in the next quote, Satan's what? In doing what? Bringing about the rejection of the fourth commandment 
and the institution of the first day of the, of the week as a day of rest has been what? Roman Catholic. Roman Catholic. So pagan Rome had a particular work. Now, when that work was done for that time, what did he do? He took his power and gave it to the beast. And now the beast is doing his work. The beast becomes his chief agent. Everyone's following? And they had a special work. To do what? To trample the, the Sabbath. Right? This is what the quote says. Okay, we'll, we'll touch more on that. So the word chief, it means particularly a what? Part um, uh, uh, the person who heads an army. Do you see why the papacy needs an army? In order to be a chief agent, you must have an army. Right? Because you have to be a chief agent over something. Right? And she says the chief agent to make what? War. You can't make war without an army. army. Hence the reason why the dragon gave his power, his armies, right? His seat and his great authority to the papacy. He had a different work to accomplish, but he knows that he needs an army. Amen? Let's continue. Now, the word enforce, it means to give strength to. To put in act by what? Violence. By violence. To impress on what? To impress on the mind. I'm just reading the bold parts. Right? So to enforce something is to do what? Okay, so we have a duty to enforce. Amen? We have a duty to impress the truths of God's word upon the minds of others. Amen? The only difference is not by force. Right? Well, not by force of arms. Right? Because, but you have to use force. Everyone understand? Amen. The next one means to compel or to constrain. And the next bow says to cause to do what? See, I love this. Until it takes effect, or until that thing takes effect, there is no enforcing. Right? And can I make a nice point to me this week showing that the United States is not, how do you say it? Not the dragon until when? Until the Sunday law. Why? He has to cause it to take effect. I really do like that. Right? So now we're reading this quote, this next quote, with that in mind. And also chief agent in mind. All right? It says, by a decree doing what? Enforcing the institution of the? Papacy, in violation of the law of God, our nation will disconnect herself fully from righteousness. When? When whom? Protestantism shall stretch her hand across the gulf to grasp the hand of the Roman power. When she shall reach over the abyss to clasp hands with spiritualism. When under the influence of what? This threefold union, our country shall do what? Get rid of its protection. Right? It will give up the, 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 um, the inalienable right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of. And so what would God give them? Death. Right? Destruction. Mis basically, misery. No land. He'll take the land from them. Amen? Go ahead, Kenner. Dragon 
dragon, yes. especially a type of life, yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Property. Yes. Yes. Amen. As an overwhelming scourge. Yes. Amen. Amen. So, you have paganism. When they were taking the lives of the children, I mean, you could look at Pharaoh, right? But you could also look at Herod. Did they, did they succeed in that work? To a point, they did kill a lot of babies, amen? But were there, were there people there who overcame that? Yes, Moses' mother shows that, right? She overcame that, right? Christ, Christ's mother, she overcame that, right? When you come to the papacy, they try to take the liberty of the people. Were there people there who overcame that? Yes, what's the only thing that hasn't happened yet? The warfare against a people seeking happiness, seeking that goodly land, right? That is the last part to take part. But Romario says what? One plus two is? Three, so in the third, he will bring back the killing of the children, and he will bring back the taking of the liberty. And he's going to bring it as an overwhelming surprise upon God's people. Right? He's going to try to snuff us out by bringing it so much burdens upon us. When it's one at a time, people stand up. That's what I was on. Paganism, people stand up. Papalism, many stand up. And he saw that. So he's going to try to do what? Combine them and add to them. So, but there's still going to be a people who do what? Who stand up. Praise God. Amen? Praise God. We, we have to have this faith that, 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 that God is able to carry us through no matter what. Amen? All right. It says, uh, let's go to the next quote. It says, however much Aaron excused himself, God regarded him as a what? What is Aaron to Moses? The prophet. Right, you shall be as God to Aaron. Aaron shall be as a prophet, right? So Aaron at the golden calf is what? So the false prophet is the what? Principal agent in setting up the golden calf. Amen? Principal and chief is the same word. This is the, this is the point that I'm making. Amen? So the chief agent on the, um, on the time of Christ was the dragon. The chief agent in 1260 was the beast. And from the Sunday law onward, the chief agent is going to be what? The false prophet. Not that Catholicism is not going to be there. Not that spiritualism is not going to be there. But the chief agent. And you know why? Because Satan tried the other two things already. Right? So he's going to now try something new. A greater deception. Yes. They're all there. Yep. Amen. Under one head, Sister White says, right? Yes, they're there, but what, what, the point that I'm making is we want to see the chief agent because what a lot, a lot of Adventists, where do they look for the Sunday law right now? Across seas, right? But it says the chief agent is right here. Aaron was with the people all the time, right? Only the circumstance is what he needed to go to work. You follow? All right. 
Next quote. September, um, Signs of the Times, November 1, 1899, paragraph 4. It says, And when the papacy, robbed of its strength, was forced to desist from persecution, John beheld a new power coming up to echo the dragon's voice and carry forward the same cruel and blasphemous work. This power, the last that is to wage war against the church and the law of God, was symbolized by the beast with lamb-like horns. So the last power to do this work is these United States. All the, um, Romario read the other quote, says the mother had had her day. It is what? It is now the daughters. Right? And that's why Sister White could make these comments. The last power to wage war is these United States. Amen? But they're waging war on behalf of their mother. Continue on. Now, I love this quote because all that I just tried to explain in my own words, I think this quote, this quote, um, this is uh, uh, from the appendix. So this is our pioneers, right? They put this together in the appendix of the great uh, controversy. And this thing, it, it's better than me in saying it. So I, please t um, pay attention to it, and um, we should learn it. I do believe we should learn it. It says, in the 12th chapter of Revelation, we have a symbol, a as a symbol, a great red dragon. In the ninth verse of that chapter, this symbol is explained as follows. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out where? Into the earth. And his angels cast out with him. Undoubtedly, the dragon primarily represents whom? Satan. But Satan does not appear upon the earth how? In person, he works how? The very first quote says that, right? God works through his servants, his agents. Satan works through his agents. It says, if it was in the, it was in the person of wicked men who sought to destroy whom? Jesus, when? As soon as he was born. That's a characteristic of paganism. They seek to destroy Jesus as soon as he's born. Amen? All right, talk to an atheist. As soon as they bring up the Bible, what happens? Yes, immediately. No, we don't want this Bible thing. Right? They try to destroy Jesus as soon as he is born. Amen? Keep that in mind when you're talking to anyone that, that, that might be uh, of a religion outside of Protestantism and Catholicism. That's their MO. They will immediately put down Christ. Everyone's follow? All right. These are lessons that we must have in the mind, when we, when, especially when we go to evangelize. Right? Because you have to be able to deal with all these groups, the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. Continuing on. Wherever Satan has been able to control a what? What does it say here? A government. So how does paganism work? Through the government. All right? So fully that it would carry out the designs that nation, for the time, becomes what? Satan's representative. Each has its part, right? For that time, that nation, under paganism, is, was pagan Rome. Amen? All right. This was, the e this was the e case with all the great heathen nations. For instance, see Ezekiel 28, where Satan is represented as the actual king of Tyre. This was because he fully controlled that government. 
in the first centuries of the Christian era, Rome, of all the pagan nations, was what? Satan's what? Chief agent in opposing the gospel and was therefore represented by the dragon. Amen? But there came a time when paganism in the Roman Empire fell before the advancing form of Christianity. Then, as is staged on page 54, paganism had given place to the papacy. The dragon had given the beast his power, his seat, and great authority. That is, Satan then began to work through the papacy, just as he had formerly worked through paganism. But the papacy is not represented by what? By the dragon. Because it is necessary to introduce another symbol in order to show what? The change in the form of opposition to God. Right? That's the, that we, we need to see that at the end of the world. We need to see when men transform from dragon to beast. Because men are going to literally do that before your eyes. They're going to start by hating the Bible. And when you get them on that corner, they'll become a beast immediately. They'll cloak themselves and they try to take your liberty. They'll try to take away your ability to speak, your ability to travel, your ability to move. And when that doesn't work, then they'll just kill you. Go ahead, Kenar. I was going to say that. Like you said, it happens day to day, but not just the Bible, but even truth. Yep. You know, um, people might be openly against a certain truth because they can't get you that way. Then they make a profession like they accept that truth. Yep. Amen. Because she says it's prophecy and it's what? Lessons. lessons. We have to see those lessons because we live by those lessons. Amen. Right? We live by those lessons. Prophecy only comes to test us to see if we were living by those lessons. Amen. Amen. So, the difference in the symbol is just to show a change in the work. Amen? All right. Let's continue. Previous to the rise of the papacy, all opposition to the law of God had been in the form of paganism. God had been what? Openly defied. But from the time the opposition was carried, from that time, the opposition was carried under the guise of professed allegiance to him. The papacy, however, was no less the instrument of Satan than was pagan Rome. For all the power, the seat, and the great authority of the papacy were given to given it by the dragon. And so, although the Pope professed to be vicegerent of Christ, he is, liter he is in reality the vicegerent of Satan. He is Antichrist. Continuing on. The beast, which is a symbol of the papacy introduced in Revelation 13, and, f and following it, in the same line of prophecy, another beast is seen coming up, which exercises all the power of the first beast be for him. So remember, um, I don't know if I said, I was saying that earlier, but the papacy received power, seat, and great authority from whom? From the dragon. Paganism, right? But it says this new beast exercises all the what? Power of the so the power that was given to the papacy is now given to whom? This lamb-like beast. Amen? And that power, if when we went over power, what did we find power to be? It was two things. Arms. What was the arms? What was those two things? 
Because arms mean force. And we went to, es we went to um, Esther. And how, how did we, how? What was that force? A decree. It was by a decree and it was by a military. Right? The papacy received military support under the pagans, but they got the decree from the other set of pagans. Right? These are the two things that America is going to get. That they, do they have the army right now? Yeah. What don't they have yet? They don't have the, they don't, they're not enforcing the decree. Right? Remember to enforce. No, they don't have that. That has to be given to them by the papacy. And Romario read the quote. It says, the nominal churches and the nominal Adventists like Judas would betray us. Then the Catholics beat them to do what? Go forward and kill. Go forward and kill. They, he's giving them the power. Right? First the power to make the decree, then the power to, to kill them. Amen? All right. Continuing on. The papacy received all its power from Satan. And the two-horned beast exercises the same power. It becomes a what? A direct agent of, or a chief agent of, Satan. And its satanic character is further shown in that it what? It causes to come to pass. Right? It enforces the worship of the image of the beast by means of false miracle. He doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven in the sight of men, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by means of those miracles which he had power to do. The first persecuting power is represented by the dragon itself. In heathenism, there was, there was open alliance with Satan and open defiance of God. In the second persecuting power, the dragon is what? It's mask. But the spirit of Satan actuates it. The dragon supplies its motive power. In the third persecuting power... All traces of the dragon are absent, and a lamb-like beast appears. But when it speaks, its dragon voice betrays the satanic power concealed under the fair exterior and shows it to be of the same family as the two preceding powers. In all the opposition to, in all the opposition to Christ and his pure religion, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, the god of this world, is the moving power. Earthly persecuting powers are simply what? Instruments in his hand. That's why we read that quote, the very first quote, right? Where she says, men are just instruments in the hand of God. But when you switch it around, men are just instruments in the hand of Satan. So the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet is, is these three ideas that is going to be here at the Sunday law that we have to contend against. Everyone fought, because this war is fight, fought where? Mind on? Mind on mind. This is what this war is. It's mind on mind. Thank you, Sashel. So, it's the three ideas that's going to be on this earth. In fact, it's going to be in these United States. Yes. All right. Man, it's like everything. And the beast is Christ, and Protestant is the work of the Holy Spirit. Yep. So you're going to have that, those three ideas, the work of the Father is going to be opposed, yep. the Christ is going to be opposed, Amen. the work of the Holy Spirit is going to be opposed. And unless we have an understanding of the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, we're going to be overcome 
by that overwhelming force of, of anti-Christian godly power. Okay, so Kanai brought that the natural teaches you the what? So what he's saying there is something that we have to understand spiritually. Amen? We must understand the work of Christ, the work of the Father, and the work of the Holy Spirit. Now let's go to the natural. In the time of paganism, whose work were they opposing, based on what he said? What did the Father say? Yeah, he says what? The um, Bible says, And when the fullness of time was come, God sent his... For God so loved the world that he what? Gave his only... Son. So they were opposing the work of the the Father in bringing the Son. Pharaoh opposing the work of God in bringing Moses, right? Come down to the papacy. The papacy was killing the disciples of whom? Christ. Everyone Christ made a disciple was being killed under the papacy. They were opposing the work of what? Christ. Amen. Come to October 22nd, 1844. She says, they entered into the most holy place. How? How do we speak to the Father, uh, to, to Christ now? Through the what? So what are they opposing here at the end of the world? Those who are speaking to God through His Holy Spirit. Amen. All right? So the natural demonstrates the spiritual. Okay? Now, we'll end here on Revelation 12. I just want to show, and I'll pick it up another. I want to show that in Revelation 12, it's introduced the work of the dragon, the work of the beast, and the work of the false prophet right there in Revelation 12. All right? But well, we're going to see it like in the natural. Okay? It says, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, behold, a what? Who is this dragon? This is Satan, right? This dragon here is Satan. I'm making this point. Um, he says, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. I know it says that. Hear me out. It says, and his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was, it was born. Primarily Satan, secondarily all right, continuing on. And she brought forth a man-child, which was the work of the father. This is what we just went over, right? Um, who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she hath a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there for 1260 years. And there was war in heaven, and Michael fought, and the dragon, and the dragon fought, and his angels, and they prevailed not, neither was there any... Was there place found anymore where? In heaven. Praise God. This, 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 one, this is the promise right here. Right? Once and for all, the dragon is going to be what? Cast out. Right? This is the promise right here. Right? So we need not fear at the end of the world. Amen? All right. Let's continue. And the great dragon was what? Cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the world, he was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdoms of our God and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God, how? Day and? All right. So pagan Rome is secondarily the dragon. This verse would have to be fulfilled in pagan Rome. 
Amen? Amen? It must be a natural application. Amen? Okay. That's not where my mind is, but hear me out. When Christ died on the cross, not only did he cast out Satan, but he also condemned pagan Rome. At that point, pagan Rome was also cast out. Paganism. Yes, amen. Paganism was also cast out. And follow me. Hear me out. It says, verse 11, and they overcame him by what? Who's the they in this text? Naturally. It's the 12 disciples. Right? It's the disciples. What did they go about doing after Christ died? Teaching and conquering and to? They overcame paganism by what? By the blood of the Lamb, because they had the death of Christ. Amen? All right. It says, They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives to the? Unto the death. Therefore, because they overcame, it says, Rejoice ye, heavens, and ye that dwell in them. But what? Why could heaven have rejoiced at that time? Couldn't I went over it? Out of where? Out of the sympathies of the angels. Remember that? Heaven rejoiced because Satan no longer had a place in that council. Right? So they rejoiced. But, it, but what was their response to the people on earth? Whoa. They don't understand. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth for the dragon, where is it? For, sorry, and of the sea, for the devil is come down. Notice it didn't say dragon. You notice that? He switched from dragon to what? From. All right, let's continue. The devil is come down unto you, having great. Because he knoweth that he had but a. And when the dragon saw that he was cast out on the earth, he persecuted the, the church. Right? This the disciples. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Right? But. Amen. And who comes up? Papalism. Right? Amen. It says, And the woman was given what? Two wings of an eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into a place, into her place, where she is nourished for what? 1260. From the face of the serpent, and the serpent cast out of his mouth a water as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And this water as the flood is the laws that, he, that the papacy made during that time. Because the dragon gave him what? Power, seat, and great authority. So now he's using that power to cast out laws like, like, like a printer. Like there was no, 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 like how there was printing money during the pandemic, right? What does that cause? An inflation in laws. Amen? All right. When you, ca when you bring out so much law, you just burden the people. And eventually the people turn against you. And did somebody turn against the papacy? Yeah, the French. Too much laws, right? Too much laws. But continuing on, it says, From the face of the serpent, and the serpent cast out of his mouth what was the flood after the woman, that she might be carried away by the flood. And the what? Earth. Earth helped the woman. So right there, we went through the dragon, paganism, the beast, the 1260, and now well, who helped her? The, the lamb-like beast. Comes up like a? Like a lamb, speaks as a? Okay. So it says here, and the earth helped the woman and did what? 
opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. The dragon was wroth with the woman and went to do what? To make war with whom? Those who do what? Those who acknowledge the work of the Father and those who do what? What's the next thing? And the work of the Son. This is what he's saying, right? Because why? Christ says, how be it when I am gone, I will send whom? They believe in the work of the Holy Spirit. Those people are dealt with by the false prophet. Everyone understand? All right. So this was just an introduction so, so much into the dragon, beast, and false prophets, showing how we could trace them through the scriptures. Because the natural tells what? The spiritual. In order to understand this dragon, beast, and false prophet here at the end of the world, it's imperative that we understand the book of Daniel. Because the book of Daniel is about whom? Paganism and papalism. And you get to verse 41, and what does it say? He shall enter where? Into the glorious land, which is where the false prophet lives. Amen. Right? So we must understand the book of Daniel because it teaches us how to live the revelation. Right? Because all you see here in the revelation, in Revelation 12, was how, what the woman did as she was persecuted by these three entities. Everyone's follow? We are that woman at the end of the world. Amen? And so we need to learn how to move when we are persecuted by these three entities. But come at the Sunday law, they combine into, they, they combine, they, they, they bring their combined efforts at the same time. So what does God have to do? Bring his combined efforts at the same time. Because under the third, what happens? The first, second, and third are repeated. Right? This history that God has given us. And now, now when, when, when you study it out more and more, the statement that the book of Daniel is, is what we need to convince men that Christ is who we say he is. Right? As you study all these histories, you can't help but see that Christ is who he says he is. Amen? Because these men, she says they act their part. Each comes and each act their part, but each don't know the result of the part they're acting. Right? But by God's grace, if we're faithful, he's going to reveal to us his secret. And we're going to know the end of the, of the part that we're acting. We just have to stay faithful to the end. Amen? Amen. He that endure to the end, the same shall be. The same shall be saved. So by God's grace, I get an opportunity to finish um, these notes. Keep these thoughts. Study these thoughts out. Because the dragon beast and false prophets, not only are they prophetic, but it's a lesson. Right? As we go out there and we deal with people, we need to know if we're dealing with the dragon, if we're dealing with the beast, or if we're dealing with a false prophet. Yes, you do. Amen, you do. Or else you, you, you'll be arguing on the side of liberty while they're over there saying the Bible is not real. Right? And they're dealing with, this. you follow what I'm saying? And you can't communicate if you don't know what you're communicating with. Amen. So while these things are nice to understand prophetically, it's very important that we understand them long before the Sunday law. Long before the Sunday law. We should, and the Lord is giving us this opportunity now to become that group of people, to become those servants, right, that the Lord will reveal His secrets to. Amen? 
All right, let's close here with the word. Merciful Father, Lord, we are grateful uh, for the time spent here in your word, um, for what you've taught us, Lord, and, and, and for opening up to us uh, even greater understanding of what it means uh, when, 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 when the abomination of desolation stand in the holy place. Lord, you are showing us uh, what it means, uh, to how, uh, how to understand the dragon, beast, and false prophets uh, by lessons and by prophetic symbols. We pray and ask, Lord, that you please, um, Lord, inspire in us that desire to know more, that we may be able to be fit vessels uh, for your use here at the end of the world. We pray that you will forgive us where we failed you in the past, and we ask for your grace going forward. Uh, bless us on this holy Sabbath day. Strengthen us to keep it holy. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.